0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. I'm really fired up about today. I've been thinking about a lot of things for a long time and things that I wanted to do with this show and some ideas that I had, and they're finally coming to fruition. And I wanted to share it with you guys. And what I'm doing is, you know, I think about sports and what makes people love sports. You've got obviously the product that's on the field, you have tradition, you have history, you have camaraderie, you have skill. watching people do something that you can't do. But then at the same time, the best thing is, and what drives a lot of fans is that rivalry. When you look at some of the best games, it's games where you're playing against a bitter rival, and it comes down to the final seconds. We've seen it many a times with the Raiders and the Chiefs, with the Raiders and the Chargers, with the Raiders and the Broncos, the Raiders and the Steelers. And that's what I want to talk about. Is today I'm going to bring in somebody who – has had a, a long standing rivalry with the Raiders. But what I wanna focus on, future, going forward, is I wanna look at more of these stories. I wanna look at more of the stories as to what has led to these rivalries. Tell me the backstory. Tell me the history. Tell me what was said when people were fighting. Cortland Finnegan and Andre Johnson out there, to Tlaib and Mike Crabtree. DeAndre Hopkins and DeAngelo Hall, David Boston and Charles Woodson, Ohio State versus Michigan. I want to hear those stories. I want to hear what gets people fired up, how people tell that story, what's in the background, what happened that led up to it. But today, I'm going to be talking about a rivalry that's been a longstanding one. The Raiders' late owner, Mr. Al Davis, used to work for this team. He helped them get one of their greatest players of all time in Lance Allworth. There's a lot of history there. A team that's now sitting in our old city. A team that is part of the quote-unquote I hate y'all movement, what I do on my show is, You know, when we play an AFC West Rivalry, I talk about why I hate them. What I hate about them. And why I hate their fan bases. I think competition is always good for for sports. I think rivalries are good for sports. It gives you something to talk about. It gives people something to argue about. It gives something, pe- people something to get fired up about. You know, we, we have so many things going on in our life that you need an outlet. And sports are one of the greatest outlets in the world because it gets you fired up about everything that's going on. And so what I wanted to do today is, first and foremost, let's drop that I hate y'all from last year talking about those powder blue and yellow Chargers So like I said, y'all, the Raiders' charges rivalry is fun. Rivalries are fun. It's fun to, to go back and forth with these teams, go back and forth with the players, go back and forth with the fan bases, because that's what gets people going. That's what gets sports fired up. That's what gets fans fired up. And that's what gets me fired up. And, you know, I know when I put these videos out, I don't do them to, to be mean or mean spirited or ill will or anything like that. I do it because it's funny, it makes people laugh. It brings people together. It creates friendly banter. It creates, you know, banter going back and forth before the game's bets being placed. You know, you have families divided during these games. When rivalry games happen and you got a charger wife and a raider husband or a chief husband and a raider wife, those are some bitter, bitter days and the nagging, the bickering that goes back and forth. It's fun. It's exciting. That's what makes sports fun is we do this and we do it to have a good time. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to bring on a guest who lived that firsthand, who was part of that Chargers Raiders rivalry. Somebody who was at the forefront of it when the Chargers were really good and the Raiders were not that good. You know, the Raiders were sitting there at four and 12 in 2005 and the Chargers were 9-7. and Now, at 9-7, and the Chargers were a wild-card team. They were making the playoffs consistently. The AFC West was all with winning records except for the Raiders. And the Raiders actually, in 2005, got swept by the whole division. Now, there's obviously brighter days ahead for Raiders. Raiders have been playing good football. They've been playing good football in the division. Uh, and they're going to continue to get better. You know, adding Gus Bradley is going to help the defense tremendously. Adding Kenyon Drake is going to open up things on the offense and and help the red zone. But we're not focusing on that right now. What we're going to focus on is this rivalry, the Chargers, the Raiders. So after this quick break, I'll be back with my guest, Sean
1: Lights Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
0: Merriman. Welcome back. I have with me 2005 Defense Rookie of the Year, 2006 NFL Sachs Leader, host of the Lights Out podcast, owner of Lights Out Extreme Fighting MMA Promotions. And a member of the Bolt Up family, Sean Lights Out Merriman. What is up, my, my dude?
2: Yo, what's going on, man? How you doing?
0: Man, you know, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, my listeners right now are probably sitting there like, what the fuck is going on? I got a charger on here. We're not supposed to be talking, but uh, I want to try a little something different. So, you know, we we talked about this. We talked about doing a Rivals podcast and talking about the atmosphere. And we know Raider Nation is nuts. But what's it like being on the other side?
2: You know, so okay, so this is my thing, right? Um Before you get in, like before you get to the NFL, like you you have your favorite players in all thirty-two teams, right? You're like I like this guy, I like that guy, I like you know, whatever, right? So and and I Howie Long was one of my one of my favorite one of my favorite players, uh, Romanowski. I love you know his his you know whatever style you want to call. I love his, <laughs> you know his game. Bo Jackson. I mean, just I, the list goes on, right? Tim Tim Brown was one of my favorite players and a friend of mine. And so that's that's your perception before you get to the NFL, and then what happens is you get drafted, right? Like I did in two thousand five by Marty Schottenheimer, and what what Marty did was he instilled in us to hate the Raiders. Yeah, like it, it like that hate that, and that yeah, I would yes, yeah, it's it's a hate. No, but it's a hate.
0: More, It's a hatred.
2: Yeah, it's a hate. Yeah, now for sure, it's hate, but <laughs> it's that would that wasn't there until you understood the culture and then the rivalry so you didn't i didn't know that before so you got there you like oh, okay cool division game cool we play the broncos we played it's division game doesn't matter Nah. you know with with marty schottenheimer it was raiders week right so my whole mentality changed like practice was faster we hit we, we were hitting a lot harder um you know, guys were just—I mean, it, the mentality was different that week. Yeah, and so that's how everything started. Like you just had to—you and when you played the Raiders, you had to take your game up another notch because Marty Schottenheimer, for me at least, and us, we, he like instilled that part in that whole Raider Raider hate thing.
0: Yeah, Marty came from you know a long line of being a Raider hater. He was a Chiefs before, and so you know he was just sitting in that division for years, just stewing over that hate. Uh, but, you know, you played on some teams that, you know, let's let's be face it. Let's let's be real. They dominated us. Um, you know, you had Ladani and you had Philip, you had yourself. Uh, you had some guys out there that were, you know, just killers out there. Who was your favorite teammate that you played with back then?
2: And, um, you know, to be honest, we, we had such a close knit team. And it, honestly, it wasn't really because we were just winning. I mean, we just really behind the scenes. We had a close group. And normally on teams, you'll have like the DBs, the defensive backs hanging with the defensive backs, linebackers hanging with linemen, uh, linebackers, linemen hanging with linemen. So you would have that. No, man, we we were like, you might have half group alignment at the lunch table or dinner table, whatever it was, half linebackers, half cornerbacks. And we had that type of team, you know, Phillip Rivers would just come and, and sit in between the linebackers and, you know, in our meeting room and our lunch table, whatever it was, because we were so close. And I think that ultimately for us that's what helped us be as great as we was during the, during that time period because everybody held each other accountable it was yeah. like you couldn't even dog it in practice without somebody getting on you like practices was like man I, you you, you got to go against one-on-one and antonio gates and marcus mcneil and if you dog it or you're not jogging running fast to the ball if the ball in, on only up opposite side of the field you might hear, hear LT or somebody else, not even somebody from the defense side of the ball. You might hear offensive lineman is sitting on the sidelines screaming like, yo, run to the ball. And I think that that's kind of why our teams were the way they were at that time.
0: That culture. Um, you know, you talk about, we talk about Phillip Rivers in between linebackers. And I've heard from a lot of players around the league that Phillip talks the most trash out of anybody I, that they've ever played against. But dude doesn't cuss. So what? what's that like? What's his trash talk like?
2: You know, um, so so take it back. So I went, to, I went to University of Maryland, and Philip yeah. went to NC State. So I hated, I hated, dude, I, I hated Philip. Like when I was in college, we were both in ACC. I hated Philip Rivers because even though when you're watching the film, you can't see what he's saying, you always see his head doing this. <laughs> you always know, yeah, back and forth. And you're like, man, we play that dude. I'm gonna crush him. And then you get in the on the on the, on the field and you play against him. And you, and he's yelling and screaming, and he's kind of, you know, trolling you or doing whatever, but he's not cussing. And I'm like – and I never picked up on it during the game because your temper's going and, you, you know, you're locked in. Until my rookie year when I got in, and I realized, I was like, this dude, just he never cusses. And so I had to get used to that because, you know, I'll go back and forth with anybody, but, you know, sometimes right. you drop the F-bomb, sometimes you drop – but he you would never get that in return. So it was, it was weird – Initially, but you kind of, after a while, not only appreciated it, but you like respected it. Like, this right get under your skin without (laughs) even cursing. That was, yeah,
0: man. So, you know, you talk about going back and forth with it, going at it. I know you've had some some good run ins with the Raiders. What was your favorite part about that rivalry?
2: Um, (laughs) my uh, my rookie year, we were playing them, and uh, I think it was my rookie, yeah, I think it's my rookie year. And I hit, I think Curry Collins was a the quarterback then, right? Was it right, Curry Collins? Yeah. Yeah. Two thousand five. Two thousand five. And I hit Curry Collins' big head. I think he had just threw the balls so It was a cute, as a, a a quarterback hit. And I got up and I was talking trash and I was screaming. And I got to the sidelines and I'll never forget. We were in the black, we planted the black hole, and somebody from the first or second row threw a not one of those square batteries <laughs> on the field. I mean, this dude—you like you, you thought like Rich Gannon was out there the way the accuracy this <laughs> had, and that battery hit me right in the back of my dome. Luckily, I still had on my helmet. Yeah, But my head was ringing, and I had that little in my head for like almost a half a quarter. Oh. and at that point, I was like, okay, yeah, we're, we're in a different kind of place, and yeah. it's for me, it was everything that you growing up that you will hope that the NFL would be, right? You getting into a hostile stadium, hostile fans. You know, the field was terrible. So you had to, you know, if you, yeah. you slide too much on that on that uh on that dirt, you leave and your all your elbow skin is gone. Yeah. Right. So it, it was it was a the welcoming moment for me. That was that was really it. I mean playing I you know played against some other guys before some other teams, but it was playing there realizing the true hatred and the true fan base that, that that the Raiders had, I was like, okay, this is a, this is a different ball game.
0: Yeah, and you have a lot of fun with the fan base. I know that you troll you troll a lot on social media. Uh, it's it's your fun follow, and you know we, we go back and forth at it a lot. And I think that the the most recent one you were talking about, you're coming back to to give a sack for every Charger fan. And I made a joke about four, and now obviously there's more than four Chargers fans. You guys have like eight, but what was it? What was it like for for the Charger Nation, or not Charger Nation, but Charger fan base coming? Going from San Diego to Los Angeles, like, what what are you seeing from the fans?
2: Well, it was, for one, man, it was a lot of – and, two, I I wanted them initially to stay in San Diego. I mean, I I was, you know, I was there. I was an advocate for it. And I thought that if it could have worked out, it would have been a great situation if it could have worked out. Now, the the business side of me is saying, hey, you know, you guys got to do what you got to do because – You know, nobody's going to come out of pocket three, four hundred million dollars or whatever, you know, whatever the case is. So, you know, I was I understood the move like I even I wanted the team to stay, but you got you you take a team that is really, you know, kind of loved in San Diego. Right. I mean, it's it's San Diego's team and you move in L.A. And I think the biggest problem with that is, is that a lot of San Diego people from San Diego don't like L.A. people, period. Yes. So they could have moved to Orange County. They could have moved to Oceanside. They could have moved to Irvine. They could have moved anywhere. And I think they would have been fine. But I think because the people in San Diego don't like LA people as much, that's where the whole like, oh, we're, we're never supporting them again, right? That's where that part came in. Um, but let's, let's be real. Winning cures all, right? So, yeah. you know, when you start to win football games, the fans gonna come back around, but they need something to cheer for because you're not, you know, because of what happened, they're not going to be so much to go out and support. You got to go win football games.
0: No doubt. And I think that you guys have a, you know, the AFC West is getting back to where, you know, it used to be. You got the Chiefs that are riding high on top. The Raiders are, you know, they've, they're away defensive way, really. Uh, the Chargers, you guys have put together a pretty solid roster, especially with young quarterback, Justin Herbert. Um, and then the Broncos are, well, I mean, they're the Broncos. And so, you know, we look at, you know, around the league, but what was the, who was the guy that you face on the Raiders that just talked the most trash? Like just somebody that maybe got in your head a little too much.
2: I wouldn't say got I wouldn't say got in my head, but I think that. um, It was nobody that was a big talker because I was, you know, a close friend of mine was like Kurt Morrison, you know, so I was like always talking to Kurt during the week, Um, you know, and I talked to a lot of guys during the week uh, leading up to uh, Joey Porter at the, uh, I'm sorry, Jerry Porter Jerry. at the time of YRC. So I knew a bunch of guys on the team who actually I was really close with. So the chatter for that happened all week long. It wasn't even in the game. It was like right. the text messages, like nine o'clock at night, like, well, we about to kick y'all ass, <laughs> right? It was it was yeah. those that got me. I said, dude, let me tell you something. I'm, You know, I'm, pull, I'm, I'm pulling two sacks off right now. I broke Achilles, knee, all that, <laughs> two socks, period. You know, and um, yeah. so I wouldn't necessarily, say it was one person, it was, it was more, man. It was the, it was the fans. It was the fans who, cause it wasn't the players. We we knew at that time, Our, our team was so dominant. We knew we was coming up there and we were wrecking shop. But I think that, I think more so because of the fan base and how strong the fan base was, you see it on, you know, at the time, like Twitter and Instagram, all that stuff started to just come around and you see no. how strong the fan base was. You see the media and all this stuff. So you, um, and you felt it coming into the stadium, the screaming and throwing stuff at the bus. And so it was the fans who got me to that like level where I was like, I got to go out and and, and do something spectacular against these dudes yeah not necessarily the players
0: yeah the the fans a lot of fans don't realize that players talk and just because a team hates each other players are still friends you know I remember I went out one time in San Diego and I ran into Antonio Gates and he was like oh I told him who my dad was he's like oh man you know come sit down I, you know I love that history and stuff and so you know the fans are the fans are crazy about it but um, you know, pivoting from that, you know, we talked a lot about the rivalry and everything, but you got a lot going on right now. What's what are you working on right now that, that you're most excited about?
2: Um, it's it's lights out extreme fighting, man. Um, yeah. You know, I, I got into MMA about, about almost 15 years ago now, and I was just doing it a little bit during the offseason. Um, I was told it was going to help my hand eye coordination and endurance and flexibility and opening my hips and, you know, with kicks and rolling the ground balance. Um, you know, being a good anchor, so I, I just did it for football initially, and I came out and had a great year in 2007 after doing it. I mean, 2006 after doing it between 2005 and 2006 after my rookie year. Um, so fast forward, you know, 15 years later, man, 16 years later, now I have light Out Extreme Fighting, uh, that's on Fox Sports, Fox Sports West, and Prime Ticket. So, you know, it shows up here in Vegas. So, all the you know, the Raider fans who who in between who don't fully hate me completely can watch us on. <laughs> Uh, you know, on, on uh, Fox Sports West and Prime Ticket, which shows up here in Vegas. Um, but look, it, it's something that, you know, I've been so passionate about because I, all, and I've been saying this for the last, you know, since I retired, I, I feel that all athletes, and no matter which sports you are, should pick up some kind of combat sport. And I'm not saying to fight. I'm not saying yeah. to go out and, you know, have some big matches or go in and knock each other's heads off. But I think they should pick up a discipline. But, because for, for me, when I retired, that competition was gone. Yeah. And I'm so used to being aggressive and, and and if I'm having a bad day, good day, whatever it is, and having that place where I can go and compete, learn, feel good about what I just did and move on, right? And yeah. so I try to encourage a lot of guys, especially former athletes, that, you know, pick up some boxing, pick up some, you know, gradually do some weight Thai and some grappling, do some jujitsu, pick that up. And, um, you know, you guys, I mean, hell, it was some uh players back in the Raiders day, man, who actually I think they can, can go really. I know, Few guys that I uh were friends with actually got into the sport quite a bit,
0: yeah. Marquette King is uh has recently gotten into it, right?
2: Yeah, he did. I was actually um supposed to he's supposed to shoot on my react on my show that I got coming out about athletes transitioning, and you know, his ass flaked on me, so it's all good. Um, (laughs) but you know, that's just Shaw Rainer's dude, man. Y'all flickers.
0: Um, Oh, come on, man.
2: But you know, now you you know, I'm glad because you know, a guy like him who has a um, you know, great personality. He um, is a you know a character on and off the field, and then yeah. he picks up something that's going to at least fill the 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 void for this short period of time to get into, so you stay disciplined.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know I bring Marquette King up because he did famously mock your your dance, and you know look, I'm all for dance mocking, but even that it, it was bad. He he didn't do it well. It was about as good as when Travis Kelsey tried to do uh, the Bronco dance. But uh, what were your feelings on that?
2: You know, so I was uh, I was traveling and I was in a hotel and I wasn't watching the game. I, um, I actually fell asleep. I took a nap and I woke up and my phone was it was just going <laughs> on. And I look up and then you know I was trending on Twitter and I was like, hold on, what what you know what's going on? I was like, I, I'm in my room. I'm working. I'm you know I'm trying to say, figure out when the hell's going on. And yeah. I look on uh, Twitter and sure enough, he's doing it. And I'm like, wow. So initially, I'm like, really. You know, I posted them and I was talking shit or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's look at the end of the day, it's it's always a, a form of, of flattery depending on who, who does it. Right. And it was it, I think for me, I didn't take much offense to it because it was a, a punter. It was, you know what I'm saying? It was like <laughs> and he and he has kind of like that personality where it's kind of fun, right? right? It right. wasn't like, you know, um, you know, one of y'all guys just got a big sack, you know, and laid on Phillip and got up and did the lights like, out dance. And I was like, Oh, okay, really. <laughs> you, know, you you would take that a little bit more, yeah. pers- you know, a little bit yeah. more personal. But when he did it, man, I, I was I was probably heated for two minutes. And then after that, I was like, oh, it's just it's Marquette King, man. That's, you know, you yeah. got to give him a pass.
0: You can't be too mad. The man punted a Chucky doll in front of the Raiders headquarters. So, you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah right. So, I mean, it, it comes with the territory. But uh, Sean, I really appreciate you coming on, man. Love to have you back on the show. But uh, where can where can people find you on social media?
2: Yeah, they can find me at Sean Merriman on Twitter and uh, Instagram. And then Lights Out Extreme Fighting, Lights Out XF on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, and go to LightsOutXF.com to look at our dates coming up. I do believe we got a fight in Vegas um, sometime in the fall. We uh, And we're going to announce that, the date and the location, probably in the next 30 or 60 days.
0: Well, there you have it. So make sure you guys follow him. Make sure you check out Lights Out, Lights out Extreme. And Sean, thanks again, man. Have you Hope you have a great week.
2: Anytime, man, anytime one of you Raiders fans want to come on here and get it, have you know, look open the mic up? I, I look, I'll come on here and let you guys open the mic up. Period, and hey. I, I will love that. And uh, I'm gonna keep trolling y'all as long as I'm walking this earth because it's fun. They got, you know what I mean, look, y'all got a great fan base, and it's not when I go and talk about or two other fan bases, they you might got a couple guys, five or ten to you know, but when I talk about the Raiders fan base or the Raiders, I'm getting 50, 100 people at a time, you know, hundreds of people a day. And uh, I love it. Keep it going. Raiders always suck in my book and uh, we'll keep it going.
0: (laughs) All right. Thank you and go Raiders.